As we come to 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, the Apostle speaks to us about a second birth. Now let's read from 1 John 5, verses 1 to 5, to see what he has to tell us about this. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now John begins this section with the words, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. He tells us that if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, we have been born of God. Notice the phrase, born of God. Now, there's a deep sense in which we owe our physical lives to the Lord God. But John speaks, however, about believing that Jesus is the Christ and being born. This, of course, can't describe a physical birth. Because a newborn child does not have the mental capacity to understand that Jesus is the Christ. And so the phrases born of God and being born of him speak of another kind of birth. There's a birth that is separate from the physical birth. And that birth is from God and is connected to belief that Jesus is the Christ. Now, the apostle explains this more fully in his gospel when he speaks in John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13 and says this, but to all who received, did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And there, there are two details we need to see from John chapter 1 and verse 12 and 13. First is that Jesus speaks about a birth that is not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's to say, there is a birth that is not physical, that has nothing to do with the wishes of two parents. And second from John chapter 1 and verses 12 and 13, Jesus speaks of a birth that is a result of believing in his name. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This birth is separate from our physical birth. Now, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus about this in John chapter 3, verses 5 to 7, Nicodemus just really had a hard time trying to grasp this concept. And so in 
verses five to seven of John chapter three, Nicodemus is, uh, or Jesus speaking to Nicodemus is this, Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. And so Jesus makes a distinction here between what was born of the flesh and what is born of the spirit. And he goes on and he tells Nicodemus that he must be born again. There is a physical birth and there is a spiritual birth. And these are two separate events in our lives. Now, before moving on to what John has to tell us about this new birth, it's helpful for us to take a moment to consider what Jesus means by this spiritual birth or being born of God. Now, there's a lot of confusion about this new birth and what it really is. Some people see being born again as turning over a new leaf, the expression turning over a new leaf speaks about changing the way we do things and resolving to do better. And we often make commitments at the beginning of a year or when we hit rock bottom. And for many, being born again has to do with making commitment to serve the Lord and walk in his ways. And for these individuals, a new birth is about a personal commitment. For others, being born again has to do more with a conversion to religion or a spiritual lifestyle. Sometimes these individuals have lived an ungodly and careless life and they see the futility of that existence and maybe out of a fear of hell, they determine to go to church and maintain a religious lifestyle. And some of these individuals find great security and comfort in a Christian community and the traditions and Christian activities give them a sense of belonging for the first time. And these individuals see this new lifestyle as a new birth. But the problem with these, these understandings of, of new birth is it's not what the Bible tells us. See, we understand how what happens physically when the egg is fertilized in, in, in the in, and new life begins. Nicodemus, however, when he talked with Jesus, really struggled with this concept of a new birth. Jesus answered, I, I truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And listen to the response of Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? But Jesus reminds Nicodemus, however, that there was a difference between the physical birth and what is born spiritually. Just as physical life is planted in the womb of a mother, so spiritual life can be implanted in an individual who comes to Christ. You see, we're not just physical in nature, but we're spiritual also. And just as 
you, as physical birth is given to us as a gift given by our parents, so it is with our spiritual birth. It's a gift from God. And just as God placed the Christ child in the physical womb of Mary, so he places his new life in us by means of his spirit. This spiritual birth is not a decision to turn over a new life, light, leaf and be a better person. It's not a commitment to be religious. It is actual new life given to us by the Father through the work of his Son on the cross and the work of his Spirit in our lives. Now, the thing about our physical birth is that not one of us remembers the event. And if we're not for the fact that someone told us we would not even know the day we were physically born. Now, while we might not know the day of our physical birth, there are some obvious signs of life in us. We breathe air and our hearts beat. We think, we reason, we act, we love and respond to love. Even pain is a sign of life in us. And all of these things prove to us that we have experienced a physical birth. Now, John tells us in this passage that it's the same with our spiritual birth. Now, not everyone will remember the day of their spiritual birth. Some is a very powerful event that they could never forget. But for others, they don't remember that day. But there are very clear evidences of the spiritual life in those who have experienced this new birth. Now, what are those signs, according to John? Well, John gives us a list of four different things that we can use to determine whether we have this life in us or not. And the first sign of this new life is from John, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 1, which says this, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. So John tells us that those who are born of God believe that Jesus is the Christ. Now, the word Christ means anointed one and refers to the Messiah who came to save his people from their sin. That's to say that Jesus is the one God has chosen to bring salvation and forgiveness and that he is the hope of eternal life. And what John is telling us is this, that those who have true spiritual life have come to understand and have had their eyes opened to the reality of who Jesus is and why he has come. We know we have life because we see Christ and have come to understand his purpose and have received him into our hearts as our only hope. Next, John tells us that we can see evidence of this new life by the love we have for God and his children. In chapter 5 and verse 1, again, the second part, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. So John goes on to tell us that those who have experienced this new birth love the Father and all who have been born of him. Now, John has already told us that God is love and that those who are born of him will love as he has loved them. 
And he repeats that same thing here. Those who have experienced his new birth have love in their heart. Now, this is not a love that is natural to them. This love of God is, is, is manifested by a respect and delight for him. And as it also is revealed by a love for and compassion and ministry to those who belong to him. This love, as I said, is not natural, but something that is new in our hearts. It's, demonstration. it's a demonstration, if you will, that the Spirit of God is in them, and His life and the love of God is transforming us from the inside. The presence of the God of love in us, transforming us and making us love. John goes on here to tell us that those who have experienced this new birth obey God's commandments. Notice, however, what John tells us about disobedience. Those who are born of God obey out of love. Verse 2, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God and obeying his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. That the love that we have for God is demonstrated through obedience to him. Now, there are many people who follow the commandments of God, but John is not speaking here about just following these commandments. Notice the connection between love and obedience here in this verse. Those who are born of God walk in a new way. They don't just obey God because they fear punishment or want to gain his favor. The love they experience for God causes them to serve God and walk in obedience. And they obey because they want to. They obey because they delight to do so. It's in their heart, this new heart that they've received. It's as if their whole attitude has changed. And John tells us that the commandments of God are not burdensome to those who are born again. They have a renewed passion to walk in a way that pleases God. Notice finally that those who have experienced this new birth overcome the world. Verse 4 and 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, John tells us that those who are born of God have faith to overcome the world. Now, what's Christ's understanding of the world? Well, in this context, I believe it's the philosophy of this age. It's the sin and rebellion against God and his purpose. Now, the apostle Paul tells us that those who are born of God are, are new creations. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come, Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We're not the same people. Something new has taken place in our heart, and the presence of God's Spirit in us changes our way of thinking. We have the mind of Christ. Now, does that mean that we never are tempted by sin and, and, and tempted to return to the ways of the world by no means. 
But there is something in us that gives us victory over the world, its lusts, its philosophies, and its temptations. And John tells us, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. As part of our new birth, we have been given faith, and this faith is a conviction of the truth of God. And what is this faith in? First John chapter 5, verse 5 says this, Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Our faith is in the fact that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior. And the faith that overcomes the world is a faith that believes in Jesus and his word. Now, I have to admit that there are many things I don't understand about God's ways. And if it were up to me, I would likely do things differently. And there are some worldly arguments that are very logical to me, but, but logic, worldly logic and reason is not the basis for my life now. My life is based in faith in Jesus Christ and what he teaches. My life is not about what I think is right, but on what God tells me is his purpose. Out of love for God, I have chosen to walk in his ways. Out of faith in him, I surrender to what he wants in my life. You see, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And I believe that what he says is true, whether I understand it or not. And I submit to his purpose with a joyful heart. My argument is not based on worldly logic and reason, but in faith in what the Lord Jesus teaches. And in this, I place my trust. This is the result of Jesus Christ in my life and the faith that he has given me in him. So John teaches us that there is a spiritual birth. And this spiritual birth is not primarily a, a change of lifestyle or thinking. It's a work of God's spirit in us who comes to live in our lives, giving us the very life of God. And this Spirit of God who comes to dwell in us begins to work in our hearts and transform our hearts by his life in us. And he convicts us of the truth of Jesus and as the Son of God. He places the love of God in our hearts. He gives us a surrendered and willing heart to obey and to walk in his path. He gives us faith in God and his purposes that overcomes the world. So what is the evidence of this new birth in us? John tells us that we can know and uh, that we've experienced this new life in four ways. One, truth. Believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Two, love. A love that has been placed in our hearts by God for him and for his children. Three, surrender. Joyful obedience to him, his word, and his ways. And finally, faith in what he says, above all human wisdom and above all my own understanding, is this what describes your life? Truth, love, surrender, and faith. These are the signs of a new life, according to John. And may these signs be evident in each of our lives today.